What's up, guys? Welcome to the Long Twos Podcast, part of the In the Huddle Podcast Network. Uh, I'm your host, Chad Larson. I know it's been a little while since I put out a new episode, but uh, it was worth the wait because we're going to be joined today by a special guest, um, probably one of the best hoopers that I know. Basketball is an aficionado. Would that be the correct term? I like basketball. I'll say that. Okay. A <laughs> basketball fan, huge basketball fan, uh, Emery Crawford. Uh, Emery, you want to go ahead and say what's up to the people real quick? I'm here, bro. (laughs) (laughs) This has been in the making for a little while. Um, So, yeah, without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Got a couple topics we're going to talk about today. Starting it off, we're going to talk about, um, you know, this is a a segment that I kind of hijacked from some other podcasts I listened to. Um, We're going to talk about three teams that we would want to be the GM for and a couple teams we wouldn't want to be the GM for. Um, without, I'll let you go ahead. You're the guest, so you go ahead and go first. You want to talk about a team you would want to. Just one? You want me to name one? Uh, we, three. Yeah, you can go. Why don't you go ahead and name? I'm a, yeah, I, so number one, I, Washington, of course. Because okay. I'm, I'm a Wizard fan, so. Okay. I feel like, you know, they fired uh, Grunfield. Yep. They got the new bull in there, Shepard. Yeah. How do you think he's doing so far? I think he's doing better than what Grunfield did already. For sure. Which is, I mean. For sure. You didn't have much to fucking. Can I curse? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You didn't have much to like. You do one good thing, you're already doing better than what he did. That's a fact. So like, somehow he was there for over a decade and never made a good move. <laughs> somehow, I literally was telling my mom that I'm like, yo, and she, you know, she don't really care, mm-hmm. but I'm like, yo, like <laughs> this venting. dude was here for since I was a kid. Yep, and I haven't seen anything. Yeah, like we seen John Wall get picked, we seen Brad Bill get picked, which are two great pieces. But yeah. I'm not saying that's working out to be the greatest, but it's it's better than nothing. Yeah, I mean, I think both of those guys are are guys who it, it's weird because like we all felt like John Wall was the cornerstone at first. Um, he got hurt. Now we feel like Bradley Beal is the cornerstone. You think that still that Bradley Beal is? So you still taking him over? I mean, you taking him over John right now? Well, yeah, because I mean, as of right now, he, I, I, like I was gonna to. say, I was gonna say, just <laughs> because of the injuries, like. I feel like if John can prove that he's still the same guy, then I would, then I would do, then I would pick John. Mm -hmm. But just because I feel like a a dominant point guard, I think can kind of be like is more easily can be like the leader of a team Mm -hmm. than like a dominant like off ball guard. Mm -hmm. So that's why I would say John. But I just have to see. Like I said, I have to see it from. Yeah, I would pick that organization for that reason. Like I'm a Wizard fan. I feel like. Like, I want to be in charge of this draft. Yeah. If I could actually have a piece in it, if I had those credentials, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. If I could have a piece in that draft, I feel like either if we don't go wing or big, yeah, yeah. what we, are we doing? Yeah, if we pick a guard, I'm actually – and I I'm, say I say we, we're actually – we're both uh, – you already said it, but we're both huge Wizards yeah. fans. So we both kind of have a vested interest in the franchise, but – Like, I care, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, this isn't just like we're just talking. We actually care about this, but – yeah, if we don't go wing or big, uh, then I, I will be pretty surprised and disappointed. So, but the thing that I like about what you said is you were talking about, um, you know, if you were the GM, you'd be following Ernie Grunfeld. I think that's one of the things that I was thinking about where, that I didn't think about when making my list mm-hmm. is like the amount of pressure you have if you're following Ernie Grunfeld is like none. Yeah, because, because you like can do one thing and you already they like okay that's a, a step forward exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> so it really probably would be I'm not gonna say the easiest because like you said or like we talked about you have the John Wall contract to worry about 
you know, you have the Bradley Beal, well-deserved contract for him, but still, it's a big contract. Now, I'm, I'm a, not to cut you off. No, no, you good. I'm still surprised that he signed that. I am too. I I'm am. Not even uh, he signed the two-year. I think it was it, he had an option for one year, two year, or three years. He signed the two-year extension. Good. It's safe. Yeah, exactly. So, um, if he would have signed the three, I would have probably had a heart attack. Um, and if he didn't sign at all, I would also had a heart attack, Another but for a different attack. reason. <laughs> <laughs> Another heart attack. Exactly. But uh, no, I like that he's locked in. I think he really wants to be in Washington, which is like kind of a really underrated part. And I think that's the best part about it because I watched an interview with him. Uh, he was talking to Zach Lowe, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I listened to a little bit of that, and you could tell he wants to be in I was going to say, he genuinely you know, seemed excited. Now, so yeah. I'm excited to still have Brad Bill as that security blank for at least two more years. No doubt. No doubt. But John Walsh is scary. Yeah. And we were talking off, like, before we started recording um, about, you know, could they possibly move the John Wall contract if it doesn't work out for him? I, I'm sorry, but it's just, to me, it's really hard to see any team that would that would take on the John Wall money at this point or, or at any time in the near future. I mean, with John Wall, I'm a huge John Wall fan. Yep. Shout out John Wall. No doubt. But it's scary to be like, that's Achilles, bro. Like, we, you know, when we hoop, yeah. I didn't have, like, hyper extensions where it felt like I couldn't go. So right, it's exactly. like, yo, you, you tore the Achilles. You're going to lose a step. I lost a step with a hyper extension. And the thing is, like, and like, like you said, I'm a huge John Wall fan, too. Like, I love John Wall. He's probably one of my favorite players to ever play for the Wizards. Facts. Because, um, like, Kind of like we talked about a little bit. I liked him at loved him at Kentucky, and then he went to my favorite team in the league. So it's like got to continue to love. Him. Like an instant like energy. Okay, we got somebody that yeah, he for the city. He want to hoop too. Yeah, like he'll hoop. <laughs> but there have been even before he got injured, there were concerns about him. You know, starting to gain weight and all that. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I seen it with my own eyes. And seeing like you know, was he on the other side of his career already? And this was before the injuries. So now, and, and the thing is, he's always kind of had lingering injury issues his whole Please. career. Yeah, he's had like at least three or four knee surgeries. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, be that age, man. Exactly. I was gonna say he's still relatively. He's still only in his twenties. So, and especially for a guard that relies on his athleticism as much as John yeah, Wall he's does. Like a, uh, I'm going to get. If I get the board, we gone. Three yeah. seconds, two seconds. We exactly. Gone. So I want to see how that's gonna work now. Yeah. Like you ain't gonna be able to do all that because he was really like an average guy when it came to half court offense. Yeah, he was oh, just yeah. Yeah. You would see him like basically. You'd be like, yo, you didn't even know he was in that play right there. Exactly. Like, but exactly. he's an all-star point guard. Exactly. Because So we'll see if maybe the time off is – I remember when he made his first jump from being kind of a, a pretty good player to an all-star happened right after he tore his meniscus the first time. And that was scary for me, but he came back pretty yeah. solid. He said – I remember he said in an interview um, that the reason why he was able to do that is because he got to watch a lot more and kind of understand – more the mental side of the game. I feel that. So I'm kind of seeing if maybe that will, you know, continue with this other injury. But also I feel like, you know, by the time he comes back next year, it'll have been like probably like 19 to 20 months without him playing. And that's just a lot of basketball to miss. And then to get back into it. And to get back in the league, it's at a high level. And then what makes it scary, the East is open, bro. It, it really is. It and really that's is. why I'm at the point, like, you know, we was ninth. Yeah. Without, I'm talking about with, Honestly, I think the worst roster in the league. I'm going to go that far, bro. Wow. I'm going to go that far. The only reason why I can't say the worst is because, like, literally single-handedly, Bradley Beal elevates it and past that, that. And no offense to Bradley Beal. 30 a night is cool. 
Yeah. Like that's an accomplishment. No he doubt. Sh- he should have been an all-star this year. Definitely, definitely. But these that's why you're not an all-star because we're not really getting that many wins from you getting 30 a night. Yeah. And I don't have he's doing what he gotta do. Yeah, no no doubt. But we need something like this this draft, we gotta go get something. Yeah, I think with the if we make a good pick in the draft, um, you know, John Wall comes back and I, I'm not gonna be unrealistic. I know he's not gonna come back and be the same player. But if he can at least be yeah. 75 to 80 percent, at least, then I feel like we can definitely make the playoffs. And, you know, once you get there, I mean, sounds kind of crazy because they're so young, but Wall and Beal really have playoff experience. Like, they do, bro. Made the second round at least three times. And they're against good teams. Yeah. And they was battling. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that I'll never forget, you know, I'm sure you as well, that seven game series against Boston in the second round. I had money on that series, bro. I had pride on it, which to me, yeah, pride. Yeah, I was gonna say to me, the pride is the part you can't get back. See, I'm one of my friends. Shout out to Joy. He's a Boston fan. Okay, so he had hit me uh, before the uh, matter of fact, game one. Game one was live. <laughs> I'm watching it downstairs with my mom, and he was like, "Yo, you trying to bet on the series? Like we was betting game Ooh. by game. Those games were intense. <laughs> that That's, was the series. I'll man. never forget the image. I'll never forget John Wall standing up on the scores table after, after- that crazy. Yep, in game one, six. Man. That was a good one. See, that's the DC I miss. Exactly. And it just since since he's been injured, it just hasn't been the same. I mean, they just don't have the same energy. And that's not a knock to any of the players on the team. It's just John Wall just kind of brings that. He has that he has that superstar personality. You know, not not just want, like people want to follow John Wall. Yeah, exactly. Like he, he got he he trying to put it on his back. But mm-hmm. another reason why I would want to be a GM for them is because the drafting they have done. I think they did a poor job for as sure. far as the last, like I'm I don't want to bash no NBA player, but yep. Troy Brown Jr. Ah. I'm not gonna lie, I was a fan of the pick when they made it. Like I, I really I really loved him when they took you him. You want to know why? It's because those guys that are when they have a position. And it's not what they really are. You're he's like six seven. Yeah. In high school, he was a point guard. Yeah, true. At Oregon, he was like a three. He was a three. Yeah. So with guys like that, I it's hard for me to really yeah. like because yeah. you don't know what you are in the league. It's hard to find your way. Yeah, it's nice to have guys who can play multiple positions, but at the end of the day, you want them to actually have a position. Like I want you to either be a guard, which I'm not going to put them in the box. Right. But for sure. I don't think he's a point guard, but I also nah. don't think he's a wing. So it's like, yo, what are you? I don't think he can really score it or shoot it well enough to be a wing. And like we said, I don't really think he's a point guard either. Now, granted, I've, I've sold a little bit on Troy Brown, just a little bit. Yeah. I, when I went to see Brooklyn versus D.C., he was taking the challenge on Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. He def- defense season, is probably his best a- attribute. And I at didn't this know point. that until this year. Yeah. Like that. He's guarded, it, he's guarded like majority of the games or will play a star. He usually takes on like whoever the best player is. And I didn't, and you know, me watching the game that you don't really think about it until you see it live. Yeah. And I see him picking up Kyrie full court. That's an yeah. NBA All Star champion. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, he did a good job. I'm yeah. like, okay, that's that's promising. Mm-hmm. But we could have went somewhere else in that draft. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, the, the part that hurts me the most about that draft was uh, the fact that the pick right before him was Michael Porter Jr. I like Michael so, Porter. and I was like, man, I didn't think there was any way he was going to be available. Like before the draft, but then he just started slipping, slipping, injuries, slipping. You know, people don't want to take that chance. Yeah. But if anybody should take this, you never did a good job of grabbing him. But yeah, DC could have used a Michael Porter. Jr. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like I look at our roster. We talked about it. Like we're missing a scoring type of forward right now. I don't think. Yo, who's the last forward to be a scorer in DC? Karam. I was gonna say Karam Butler, like, Antoine Jameson, something like, we like that. We haven't had that. 
Shout out guess, Otto Porter, but you you a three point shooter. Yeah, I was gonna say like when we had Otto Porter, Paul Pierce, even those guys were like complimentary. They were like not ISO Teresa. type of yeah. Those were guys who were getting it off the pass or off the off an assist never from someone. Had like a, no. a wing that's gonna go like a Brandon Ingram. Like, yeah, you know, T- what I'm saying a young wing that's gonna go get a bucket. Tough Juice has definitely been the last guy for us who. Who, that was on that wing. Yeah, exactly. You know, you got Cardio Martin and people like that that was over there. Like, you wow, know, I forgot about him. <laughs> like Shout out like, to Cardio Martin. You got people like that playing your wing. Exactly. So, and I and I do think this is going down a rabbit hole, but that mm-hmm. that Kelly Oubre trade that we talked about, I wish we would have kept him because I felt like he could have developed into that guy. I like Kelly Oubre, man. Three and D. He could have. He could have definitely developed Let him into slip that away. Guy. Yeah, I know. I know. Shit. But uh, all right. Well. We're going to uh, try and scale back the Wizards talk a little bit, try and get around the league a little bit more. Um, I'm going to go ahead. Is it cool if we just alternate some? Yeah, go ahead. All right, cool. So then the team that I think uh, I would most want to be the GM for um, is actually the Boston Celtics. Really? Yeah. I think <laughs> – Explain that one. Well, just because of like nothing not, – not like any personal affiliation mm-hmm. or anything, but to me just like the team that they have and the coach that they have. I love Brad Stevens. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Tatum and Jalen Brown. I like both of them. I watched a game earlier this year where it was Tatum and Brown versus uh the Clippers when they, they played Kawhi. Yeah, and it's like you they were matching up. Yeah, like they were matching up, and you could easily see like okay, in like two or three years, Jalen Brown and Tatum could be the finished version of them, which is Kawhi and PG. That's it right there. And it's like once you have, I feel like today in the NBA, the most important thing to have, you know, like we've been through the era of. You know, you need a dominant big. You know, you need a great point guard. I feel like right now having a, a great wing player, a great two-way wing player is the best thing you can have. And they have two of the best ones in the league it's at a young age. And they're under contract. Jalen Brown just signed a five-year deal. He did a good one. Yeah, I think 100 uh, – I have it – yeah, five-year deal – or I'm sorry, four-year deal, $103 million. That's crazy. And uh, Jason Tatum is going to be eligible for an extension this summer. I think he's probably going to get the max. I mean, they got a max. Yeah, he's he made his first All Star team this year. He's just a completely different player this year what than they, he was. What you think they're going to do with Gordon Hayward though? I don't. To me, I would keep him. I would want to re-sign him at a lower number than the thirty million that he's getting. Yeah, I don't know how realistic that would be to get him under that. Um, he, because the only reason I say I want to keep him is because. Even if you keep him and you don't necessarily want him, then you can actually use him as a trade chip. Maybe mm-hmm. you know they have a lot of a lot of picks in the, in the future as well. Um, they actually have a, a first round pick from Memphis and Milwaukee um, in this year's draft. So they could either package those players or the picks that they have in the future, and you know try and make a move for another type of guy that might fit them better than uh, what Gordon Hayward would. But I, I still like the, I still like re-signing him. I see. Yeah, I can see why you pick Boston. They got. Kemba, of course, all yeah. star. And I'm not gonna lie, I, I do think Kemba's a little overrated. I do Maybe. think Kemba's His a little numbers overrated. Were real average. I wouldn't say average, but above average. I mean, he played slightly below an all star level this year. Well, I'll he say made it because you know they were a good team in the East. I guess. Wait, was he? He was all star this yeah, year. He was. Oh shoot, I did not even. I didn't even think about that. Which is crazy, right? But he yeah. was. Okay. But I'm not gonna say he didn't deserve it because you're in the Eastern Conference, but he was a starter. I think. I mean. Wow, was he? Wow, no, he was. <laughs> yeah. He was. Wow, he really was a starting guard next to Trey Young. And his numbers, when I seen it, I was like, uh. But the thing is, like, I mean, you, they're not bad numbers. You you, you got to factor in though this year when you're looking at the East. No Kyrie, 
one. No John Wall. Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal really wasn't in the discussion because, like we've talked about, Washington wasn't that good. So that's three guards who I would say are all probably better than Kemba Walker, who really weren't even in consideration because of either injuries right. or Bradley Beal, the, the team thing. So I still don't think Kemba Walker is was playing at an all-star level this year. He just kind of got fortunate due to the other guards. I mean, he played at a level where – Okay, this is this is a good level of play. Yeah, but it's not all stars. Like you, what was he twenty and what? He was like twenty and seven, something like that. Okay, that's cool. But yeah, and, and the thing that I, I like Kimball Walker though. I think that Boston really realized like towards the middle and the, which I guess technically is considered the end of the season. Yeah. Um, Boston realized that they need to take the ball out of Kemba's hands more and put it in Jason Tatum's hand. Yeah, because he can. I'm not gonna say he's better than Kimball Walker, but he's like. I would rather my offense run through Tatum. Yeah, because like, yeah. like we talked about, you know, the bigger wings is like really what you need. Tatum is a steal, man. Like, yeah. That bo- when he went to Boston, I was mad, man. Yeah, I mean, when they traded back from the pick, I was confused, but then they still got what turned out to be the best player out of or in that draft so far. Um, you know, I think Boston did a really good job. They did. The only thing I would say about that wouldn't be good about falling in Boston um, is the exact opposite of why it would be good to be in Washington is – Following Danny Ainge would be a tough would be a tough gig. I mean, beloved Celtics player <laughs> and probably one of the greatest GMs of the modern era. When so. I watch Danny watching Danny Ainge work, yeah, he's a smart dude, man. I like watching him work. I like Danny Ainge, man. I mean, if I were a GM for another team, like as soon as Ainge calls, I'm declining it because I know he's automatically going to win the trade no matter what. He's a smart dude. Like when he got that Isaiah Thomas, Kyrie, yeah. That's when I knew something was up. I'm like, yo, he pulling some strings back yeah, there, bro. Like, exactly. Like you got Kyrie Irving, and you get him for a dude that just got injured. I mean, just look at the team that the Celtics had when Brad Stevens first got there. They had a team full of. I mean, they were starting like Jared Sullinger, Avery Bradley. I remember that era. Um, you know, a lot of guys who were. I mean, Kelly Olynyk heavily featured. Yeah, was that the Jeff Green era was Jeff Green. Yep, era Jeff too? Green was. I mean, <laughs> Jeff Green was like their featured player at the time. I remember him hitting game winners. And to and to see what you know, Ainge has done to their roster now. Where I mean, I'm saying they probably have the best up and coming roster in the league. You know, because they even have even outside of you know the Gordon Hayward or outside of the Tatum and Brown. I think an underrated piece they also have is Marcus Smart. I'm not saying he he's not by any means my favorite player or anything. I got another one to match, but go ahead. But he's under a very cost controlled contract, twelve million a year for the next two years. Where if you package him with a piece or like a pick. Or maybe a young player like a Romeo Langford. I like him too. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of guys are high on Romeo Langford. Mm-hmm. You package them together, you can actually go get yourself something. You know, Marcus Smart is perfect for Boston. But another like, like in the way you feel about Marcus Smart, I feel mm-hmm. that way about Robert Williams with him. I, I love Robert. I, <laughs> I've been telling my Celtics fans, shout out Randy, um, <laughs> that 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 Robert Williams was the key for them this year. Like he needed to be their starting big because I love. His I love his quickness for one on defense, and I love his uh, ability as a lob catcher. I watched a little bit of him the other night. I was watching just random balls and stuff. Yeah, and uh, I'm like, yo, this dude, they throwing it up there. He going to get it. He's athletic. He got energy. Yeah, I know. He of course he might need a few years to develop a little bit more, but like, yeah. I like where he's headed. He's not a bad person to have on your team at all. And the thing is, when you have Tatum and you have Brown and you have Walker and you have Hayward. The last thing you need is another guy who wants the ball. Robert Williams, all he wants to do is just dunk it and then get rebounds. Yeah, block shots. Yeah, and block shots. That's that, and that's a perfect big for them. That was a perfect – that was a I great agree. shout, Robert Williams, actually. 
Um, what's the next? What's the next team that you that you the think and that you I might want to be a GM? And then most people won't be on this board with me, but I like Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, I you like talk. You Phoenix. mentioned that before. I like Phoenix. I, I'm gonna need man. you to elaborate a little bit because <laughs> outside of Booker, I'm not really I'm not really seeing what's in. Aiton's intriguing. Aiton is intriguing. Okay, so here's my thing with Phoenix. Okay. And this could be a biased pick for me because I'm a I'm a huge D book guy because I feel like if they can put something around D book. Mm-hmm. You got a chance. I mean, you know, the West is hard. Don't Definitely. get me wrong. I'm not going to say they're going to be a playoff team soon. But I think they, they get in there. They yeah. get, they, they're a couple pieces away, bro. I, I will say I like some of the moves. I love the – I said how much I hated it for Washington. I love the Kelly Oubre pickup for them. Perfect. I think he's a good complimentary wing to Booker because Booker is obviously not going to be a defender. And Oubre is, a, you know, a really good and proven wing defender. And he has playoff experience, you know. Only got a little. I think he only made the playoffs that one year in Washington, yeah, or no, little, two years. You know, he played spot minutes, but he was he played some games where he played a lot. Yeah, I mean, I remember. I games. remember games where he was finishing. He was finishing games for us, you know, at the three four. I don't mind that. So he's a guy who can be a versatile combo forward moving forward. For them. See, with Phoenix, I think they like the Ricky Rubio pickup. Um, it, it baffled me a little bit because it's like, yo, why? Yeah, that's the thing. I, I but don't, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Bring a professional in there. Yeah, I get it because you know just a pass first guard. You can put him. I'm guessing they their thinking was you put him beside Booker, mm-hmm. you take a little bit of pressure off Booker. Okay, let Booker go to work. Which it it worked. Sure. He's an all star. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, became an all star. Yeah. So I mean, it worked. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to cut it. You and the thing more. is, they had stretches in the season where they were actually looking really good. Beginning of the season, I yeah. thought I'm like, okay, this team looks like they can yeah. maybe make a push. I like their coach. I like Monty Williams. I like Monty. Um, you know, he's like a, he's a real, like, perfect, I don't think he's the best X's and O's coach, mm-hmm. but as far as like, you know, man management and, you know, behind the scenes, like the players like, him. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like think players like him and I think he's really good at developing guys as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I like that. Um, I don't know. You're kind of talking me into Phoenix a little bit now. Yo, Phoenix, I feel like, like this year in the draft. So Phoenix probably won't make the playoffs, right? Yeah. So you're thinking maybe a lottery Yeah. and it depends on how this lottery go. You maybe can get a top 10. And I kind of like this draft coming up a little bit. I like some of the guys in this draft. And if Phoenix can make the right choice, you know how Phoenix been. They, they went driving big Bender. Yeah, I, that Bender and Marquise Chris combo they Chris, took that year. I that just, was an awful draft. Yeah. So, like, they could – like, that draft alone just makes me want to be at Phoenix. I like, still don't <laughs> understand the Cam Johnson aspect either when they took him last one, year. That was an iffy one, too. See, I forgot about yeah. Cam Johnson. Yeah, that's the thing. Not a, a guy who – in theory, like I think could actually be okay for them because he can he's almost like the opposite of Ubre, where he's more of like the combo forward that can just be a scorer. Mm-hmm. But my thing is well, I don't know, kind of thinking about it right now. Like I could see, you know, book penetrating and pitching to a guy like Cam Johnson. It makes sense when you pick him, but it's like he's too he's a little bit older. I mean, he's almost I'm pretty sure he's almost already the same age as Devin Booker and has only got one NBA season under his belt. And when you have a team that young, like the last thing you want to do is pick a guy that I'm not saying he's old, but that much older because it's not like you need him to impact immediately because you're not making the playoffs this year. You're probably not going to make it next year. Like if you're Phoenix, realistically, you're looking at two years from now kind of being kind of being the team that can make a playoff push seventh, eighth seed. That's why I picked them. They, I feel like they need a guard in, Finding a guard to pair with uh, Booker is hard. Yeah, definitely. It's hard because Book is kind of a ball handler. Yeah. I'm not saying he's like a – he ain't going to come down and run your offense mm-hmm. for like a whole 82-game season, but 
you know, spurts and throughout the game, he, yeah. can, he can run an offense. And, but you need – I don't know what guard you can pair with him. Yeah, he's a tough – he's kind of a tough fit because I was just thinking the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. you want the ball in Book's hands when it matters, mm -hmm. but you want a guard to play with him who can take – relieve the pressure but is also okay not having the ball in his hands late in the game, which is a very hard combination to get. That's what I'm saying. And that finish job will be hard. I don't know who they got down there. I want to say – James Jones. Jones is there, right? Yeah. And he's doing the – I would say decent job. Yeah, he just got there not too long. Ago. I was gonna say I think this is only a second year there. So I'm not I'm not putting much stock into what has happened yet. Yeah. But like the Cam Johnson pick is really weird. But yeah, I'm not putting much stock into it. But I feel like you know that that's the team I would like to look into because okay. I feel like they got something there. Yeah, I, I see the trend that you're doing though. Mm -hmm. You kind of like to you're taking the teams that have clear issues and where you think you can kind of exploit yeah, them. I feel like I can make. I'm not saying I'm a GM. But no, no, you know no. I got I mean. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so the next team that I want to talk about real quick is actually Philly. I would love to be the Philly GM because the first thing that I would do is I would trade Simmons or Embiid, one of them. I say, so, so you're on the side where they can't coexist? I don't – I think they can coexist. However, I think the parts that you can get back for – I mean, they're both, to me, they're two, two of the top ten assets probably in the league. All-stars. Yeah, definitely perennial all-stars. Embiid, I would say, is one of the two or three best bigs in the league. Sure. Uh, Simmons, I think when you get, if you could give Simmons the keys to run a team the way he wants to, he could honestly be one of the best point guards in the league. I've been like very critical of him before, um, but I think a change of scenery would be awesome for him. So you would have traded Ben. Is what you're saying. See, I don't know. I don't know because when I say change of scenery, I also think just getting rid of Embiid would also be considered a change of scenery. However, sure. I don't think they would trade Embiid because of what he means to Philadelphia. You know, he was the one they kind of started the whole process thing with. He's the one that they've kind of seen him out where at first you didn't know if he was ever going to play, you know, miss those first couple of years due to injuries. That's, that's a fact. And now it's turned into one of the best players in the league. So, you know, I think Philly is definitely going to keep him. I could see Ben Simmons being moved just because I don't feel like he's fully ingrained himself in the city the same way. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, I could definitely see Ben Simmons get moved and and the way they would rejigger those pieces if they could get like a, a point guard who can shoot it mm -hmm. uh but doesn't doesn't really need the ball or can can ball handle and shoot it but doesn't need to hold the ball a long time because obviously you want the offense going through Embiid. So. Philly Philly like Philly those last these last two years in Philly, it's like they, I think they fucked a little bit of shit up yeah. because the Jimmy Butler situation could have been handled better. Yeah. If they still had Jimmy Butler right now, you got a problem. An underrated thing that I think they did was when they did that Tobias Harris trade, I don't understand why they included Landry Shamit in the deal. He's not – don't get me wrong. He's not a make-or-break type of player, but when you have a guy like Embiid, you need Landry Shamit type of guys. Yeah, guys who can you space the floor. Shamit should still be in Philly, but yeah. I feel like he had to be thrown in that deal. You don't think you don't think uh, the Clippers are doing it without Shamit? I think they wanted Shamit. I got you. I got and you. And I would want Shamit. Yeah, if no, I got, You know what I mean? Definitely Sham. I mean, hey, I'm I'm saying they should have him right now. So Shamit, definitely a big time piece. A guy, another guy who I do like in Philly, uh, Josh Richardson. Mm -hmm. I Perfect. think he's really underrated. He 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 can, defend too. he can defend. I think he has a lot more like on ball. You know, we talked about how guys can make two. You know two dribble moves, mm -hmm. but then after that, they kind of freeze up. Yeah. I think he's a guy who can really do a lot more with the ball in his hands than people give him credit for right now. He's pretty like uh, – he's one of those guards I feel like he can do it all. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He can definitely. rebound a little bit. Yep. He can shoot it a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
that may be more than a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think athletic. 40, he's like been a 40% three-point shooter. And that's crazy. To exactly. Me. And then he'll defend. Yeah, so I, I definitely agree with you that Josh Richardson, if they got rid of Simmons, I think Richardson would take on a lot more playmaking. But would you want that? I don't know. I, I, if I actually I, would. I actually would. Okay, cool. I actually would. Because like I, when he was in Miami doing it, mm-hmm. like people forget he was the centerpiece of that Jimmy Butler trade. Yeah. You know, the one that just happened where Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler went to Miami. So they're saying Josh Richardson. Now, granted, I know he's way younger and on a much cheaper contract. They're basically saying or Philly saying they value him just as much as they value Jimmy Butler. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're saying that, but they're saying that's the best they can get back for a Jimmy Butler type. I feel it. Jimmy so. Butler, that Jimmy Butler, yeah. And J.J. Redick. We don't even got to get into the J.J. Redick thing, but they could have handled that a little better Yeah, as well. I would I would like it a little more if they would have kept him for at least this I season. Like you needed him. He's like, just not even – Just like a professional who can – like we talked about, Shamit can space the floor. He was perfect for – Yeah, family. I was going <laughs> to say, he had his best years. I mean, when you're having career years at 33, 34 – Clearly, something is going right with you. With Ben Simmons and Joe yeah. If I'm JJ Reddick, the number, yeah, I'm gonna get mine. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, I, I can't blame JJ though, because he went out and got he went out and got a little bag real quick. Yeah, I think he got 20, 20 million or something like that from they New Orleans. Yeah. So I can't be mad at him for that. He's down there eating gumbo, doing big <laughs> things. Um, the next team I'll probably pick. And it was a mix-up for me. I don't want to be the guy to add an extra team. Uh-huh. But no, it was a mix-up for me for New Orleans and Houston, which is really weird. Really? But I'm going to explain both. Okay. Please. I, I'm going to definitely need you to explain the Houston one. I'm going to start with Houston. Okay. Because I don't under, I don't get that one. <laughs> I really don't. So, with Houston, I think they need – so, they got Maury out there, right? Yep. They need somebody, like – I see what he's doing. I see. What I really doing. like him. I think he's one of the smartest. I think he's one of the best GMs in the league for sure. But with this, what you getting? I don't like this new system. I don't. I don't understand what they got going on with this new system. The five out type thing. Yeah, because in the, you're in the West. Yeah. You had you trade to get Robert Covington, which I wasn't sold on Robert Covington until this year. Literally, I, I'm. I'm still and I'm 50, still 50. iffy on Robert 50, Covington, 50, 50, but the only reason I'm I'm sold on Robert Covington, I went to see uh, DC versus when he was in Minnesota. Okay, I went to see it live. So I seen Robert Covington. He was like a coach on the floor defensively. He was smart. I like I'm, that's just me watching him from the sideline. He's yeah. smart, like a smart player. But okay. y'all traded Clint Capella, who was perfect with James Harden. Uh huh. Y'all don't have y'all had PJ Tucker running the five. And don't get me wrong. P.J. Tucker is a decent player. Yeah. He's a player that I would like to have on my team mm-hmm. as a role player. But not as like a guy who like, all right, we're going to make a trade to help expand what P.J. Tucker's doing. You're playing 30 minutes. You're giving me five points. Yeah. Seven rebounds. Maybe. Yeah. A couple stops, maybe. He's doing a lot of yelling, though. <laughs> no, He's not what I can say about P.J. Tucker. He, he communicates well. He's a great defensive leader. Definitely. Great defensive leader. But yeah. that Houston team, I feel like they need something. And the, I feel like I can change it. Like, well, not me, but I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah. in general, I feel like they need something to change. The the thing that I I really underrated, or that was really underrated to me about the Clint Capella trade, is he really was not on that big of a contract at all either. That's he was only making about fourteen, fifteen million. Like, which in today's league, when guys are getting almost, when there are guys making forty plus, Clint Capella is way. Like, I mean, the other guys that I'm thinking that are making that kind of money, you know, Marcus Smart's making twelve. I mean, hell. Nowadays in the NBA, the number one pick comes in and is getting twelve million before he even plays a game. Yeah, that's facts. So for him to be on a fifteen million dollar deal 
and to be a guy who don't get me wrong, Clint Capella is not an all star. He's he's kind of like a borderline, I would say. It's like a depending on the team, he could be an all star. Yeah, he's. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's like a fourteen and fourteen type of guy, which is good. Exactly, who helps unlock more of James Harden? It baffled me. Yeah, I'm not even gonna, like I get what they did. Okay, you want to go small ball, but you in the mm-hmm. Western Conference, bro. Yeah, like you coming up, you you playing. You were supposed to play Denver first round. Yeah. If the season went to end it, you played Denver first round. Like Denver would have killed. I think Denver would have worked them. And not granted, you got two MVPs, so y'all gonna get some wins. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Russ is a dog. Harden, you know what Harden do. Yeah. So like, you gonna get some wins. You could probably win the series, but it probably not. Like yeah. I'm gonna be honest, you, probably, I, I you got Jokic, bro. He would have dominated yeah. Houston, bro. And and the thing is, like, you look at all the best teams in the league right now. You know, the Lakers they have Davis. The Nuggets they have Jokic. In the East, Philadelphia has Embiid. You know, like a lot of the best teams, they had, they still have big men that are that are a problem. And if you match up with Milwaukee, yeah, you, Giannis. Giannis. Yeah, I can say Giannis is a center. We've talked so about. Like, we were talking about it. Giannis is a center, and PJ Tucker cannot guard what him. What is PJ Tucker gonna do to yeah. these dudes, man? That's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. If you really are a team that has, and if you have James Harden and Westbrook, you should have championship aspirations. Something, and that's why I picked them. I'm like, yo, that's the team that should be. Yo, yeah. we want to ring right now. Yeah, that's but true. But you're not getting a ring right now with that roster, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, that is very true. You're not going to get a ring. Yeah. I think this summer they need to flip. They need to spend that Eric Gordon money into something else if they can. I don't know if any team is really so going to want. giving up on Eric Gordon. Not giving up on him, but I think that's the piece that can really be spun into. They got to strike now. Getting something mm-hmm. that can actually. Because Eric Gordon, you can't just keep it like Eric Gordon. Like I think, I think they need to go back to more of a system, get away from the all ISO, and I think they need to get back into a system where they're running more pick and roll. Because James Harden, to me, like best PNR. I was gonna say he's the best pick and roll player I've probably ever watched. He's one of them, bro. I think he might be. Yeah, he might be between him right now and prime Chris Paul. Those are probably like the two guys to me that are like the best pick and roll. See, I wouldn't. I would put. I would put Harden and and Chris Paul in a different category because with Nash, I was never afraid that he was going to score the ball off the mm-hmm. pick and roll. When oh yeah yeah yeah, so yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, with them two, they can they can get bucket exactly. off exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, I mean, there are some other guys that you can throw in there. Low key, Darren Williams in Utah. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, the, call those boos, They had they run. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But like those, the Harden is like by far probably the best that I've seen in pick and roll. And I think they need to get back into that next season. So how you feel? I, I know we still on Houston. How you feel about uh, D'Antoni? You think they're gonna keep D'Antoni or what? <laughs> Man, that's a weird situation. <laughs> Yo, really though? Like I think he's. I think as long as Harden is there, they should keep D'Antoni because he's found a way Perfect. to. Un- he's found a way to unlock Harden in ways that. Uh, now, granted, Harden is a very talented player. I'm sure there are a lot of coaches that can do a lot with him. Mm-hmm. But D'Antoni was the guy who actually did it. He's an offensive juggernaut when it comes to coaching, but. Yeah. Now, I know the defense leaves something to be desired. Yeah, like I, I like defense. So I, I like guys that you're going to lock in the playoffs. It's time to lock in. Yeah, I think if you're Dan Tony, you need to pair – you need to pair – or if you're the GM, you need to pair Dan Tony with a guy who has a good defensive mind. They had a guy out there. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. I forgot, I his, forgot name. his name. I forgot his name, too. They had a guy, and they say he's a defensive guru. I think he that. went to Boston, I think, or something. He went somewhere. Yeah, he yeah, went and somewhere. Then, and I heard it was a big fuss about it. but Yeah, that's the reason because they had a really – decent defense two years ago when they were able to push the Warriors uh, in the West Finals. See, and that was the underrated reason. part of yeah, them. That's another reason. You go to fucking Western Conference Finals two years in a row, basically. Yeah. 
And what did they go seven two years in a row? Or they went six? Uh, that they went six. So that's like, come on, you there? Yeah, like, you just need something. Exactly, like, you just need one thing to. And the thing is, we're talking about Golden State, who was like we talked about, probably the greatest team we've ever seen. Yeah, definitely an argument. So if sure. so, if you're taking them to seven, like there's nothing to be ashamed. Like like now that Golden State's falling off a little bit. Mm-hmm. who's to say you're not the team that can actually take that next step See, forward? Yeah, they thought that when, uh, you know, when, when they traded her yeah. and they, they're like, okay, we, we might be able to beat them this year. Yeah. And y'all still didn't get it done. Yeah. So now, if anything, this is your window, which I know we are to the point now where this is going to get old. Yeah. Because y'all say it's y'all window every other year. Exactly. So exactly. it's like, yo, come on now. Like now yeah. it's, if it's now or never, bro. Exactly. Like that's how I feel with Houston. That's why I had him on the list. All right, and then go ahead and explain New Orleans real quick. I don't think New Orleans really needs too much explanation, yeah. but just New Orleans young. Yep, they got it, bro. Like they got what they got Zion. That's exciting. Yeah, I mean they have the t- they have the probably next generational type of player in the league. Brandon so. Ingram, you got Drew Holiday, who I'm a big fan of. Drew Holiday, both yeah. sides of the ball, he can score. I think he's become a little bit overrated, but I do. They've really, been hyping him a lot. Yeah, I do. I do think because <laughs> he Hol- used to be underrated. Yeah, <laughs> like he went underrated, and then they wanted to get him properly rated, but they mm-hmm. ended up overrating him. So now you got him into a point where, like, yo, okay, Drew Holiday, he's a dog. Don't get me wrong, but now y'all, I'll say this: in if New Orleans keeps, you know, Ingram, obviously is going to be a free agent this season, and then they keep their rest of their core. Really, Drew Holiday is the perfect third guy. And I like what Lonzo Ball is turning into. De- definitely. I mean, the underrated part about Lonzo is he doesn't – he the way he's developed his jumper, mm-hmm. he doesn't need to have the ball in his hands the entire game. I listened to him. He was talking about uh, it's a coach out there to help him change his form. Yeah. And, he, you know, he said he's still getting comfortable with it. Yeah, his his form looks way – I mean, it's miles better than what it was That's even two years ago. That's the Lonzo Ball that I know he could be. Like, yeah. I was – like when Lonzo Ball came out, I'm like, okay, y'all talking crazy. I know his dad and all that. Okay, everybody want to hate on him. Yeah. Dude is talented though. Yeah, like he's, he, but he, despite the jumper and it was real, you know, it was funky. But mm-hmm. I like his game, but he yeah. do it all. And I think he's <laughs> the type you could already see in the short period of time that Zion played, him and Zion have already developed a, a huge chemistry Perfect. together. So I think keeping Lonzo, you know, would be a great move and kind of building around, I guess, those four mm-hmm. as the kind of the core of that team. I'm still not really sure what I feel how I feel about Jackson Hayes. I'm not uh, he's like kind of whatever. Jackson to me. Yeah, I, I want to see more. I'll yeah. say that. I ain't going to really judge him right now. He's young. I really like – I think Josh Hart is up for a contract either this year or next year. I'll be really fascinated to see what they do with him because I really love Josh Hart. I feel like Josh Hart needs to be somewhere else, but I like Josh Hart a lot. I think he needs to be on the team. Like, I like I like that he's a gritty guard who, who will really – DMV too, yeah. He will rebound the hell out of the ball. I've seen him <laughs> multiple games get 10-plus rebounds – Going against way bigger bit. guys. He'll defend. He don't mind defending. Yeah. He's almost like a Josh Richardson, like a light version. Yeah, he there. He can he, he yeah. do it all. He yeah. can do it all. I think he got potential. He's he going to have a long career if he yeah. can keep it up. Yeah. You know, of course he's going to get better. He's young. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a guy who's in demand whenever his contract is up. So, mm-hmm. um, Third team that I want to get into is going to be the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, um, first-year coach this year, Taylor Jenkins. If you remember, like before the season, people were saying Memphis was probably going to be one of the shittiest teams in the league. I'm gonna be honest. I was I was one of those guys. Yeah, I I, I so was I. I did not see it with. They surprised. I me. thought Ja was gonna be fine, mm-hmm. but I didn't think he was gonna be good enough to make the impact I think he's he was made. Be this good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't think too many people thought he was gonna be this he's good. Impressive, man. Like I'm gonna be honest. I like Ja Morant. I like Jerry Jackson. Yeah, and that's the those are the two for me. And I like them. They pick up Justice Winslow. I like that. Yeah, I, I thought that Justice Winslow was that's a really sleepy. underrated. He's, yeah, they, they don't know. He's uh, 
he's been up and down with the injuries and all that, but he's he's due thirteen million dollars next season, mm-hmm. and then he has a team option the following year for thirteen million more. So you know to get him in that kind of you know that same kind of contract as we were talking about with Josh Richardson, Marcus Smart, you know that same type of money. I feel like he's that type of player. Mm-hmm. So, but he's a little more versatile because you can kind of put the ball in his hands too. He played a little one in Miami. Yeah, he played a he played a little one. He played a little four. Like and when he was at the one, he was his numbers. Yeah, he was real good. That, at that was the, that was the best he's played was when he was playing. <laughs> and that's why I was like, okay, I like Justin because I wasn't sold on Justin Winslow at Duke. I wasn't sold. I didn't. Yeah, I really wasn't either. I wasn't sold on anyone from in that Miami. Team. I wasn't like when his first like couple years. I'm like, okay, I don't I don't know what he's gonna be. Yeah. I really don't know. But when I saw him at that one, at, and they threw him at the one, and he adapted. Yeah, that was impressive to me. So I think he can do the same thing in uh, Memphis for sure. And another guy who they just signed to a, a medium sized extension, uh, Dylan Brooks. I but, love Dylan Brooks. Yeah, signed him to a three year, thirty five million dollar extension that kicks in next year. I think twelve a year for him is more than fair. Yeah. Um. You know, he's a guy. He's he's another one of those like three and D type of wings. Can really shoot it. Like can really shoot it, and plays a little bit bigger than he is. You know, in college when he was at Oregon, he was playing four predominantly. Yeah, he was um, rebounding, posting up. Yeah. Exactly. Not really a guy who's going to do too much off the dribble. I feel like, but you know, like we talked about, you have John Morant setting the table for them, and Justice can do some playmaking too. I like that team. So, and then Jaron Jackson to me, I, I just told you before we started that he's one of my favorite bigs in the entire league. Okay. Probably definitely my favorite young big. Um, I think he is just going to continue to expand his game, and I think he's going to be all star soon. I think he got that talent. Yeah, he like, can, he, like he can be like a Chris Bosh to me, damn it. That's a really good comparison because yeah. I was going to say the he he's a really good spacer and he got that Bosh in him, he got but him. he can defend the rim really well. He can defend the rim really well. Would like to see him rebound a little bit better. That's going to get there. Yeah, but but other than that, I feel like he really has a complete game. So especially for today, for today's day and age, for sure. But uh, let's go ahead and get into some teams we would not want to be GMs for. You want to go ahead and start us off with that one? I'm going to start off number one, Detroit. That's that's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going that's Detroit, bro. Like, I got I got a little list in my phone. But Detroit, mm-hmm. I hate what they got going on, bro. Like, literally tell me one asset they have. Like, one asset that a team would willingly trade for. Like, and be, Yeah, and, and, he, and he's only under contract for one more year. And that's the thing. That's the only bright spot. There. I mean, I love Blake Griffin. I love him. He's just too, just too many injuries. Why you? Yeah, it's like every year you gotta wonder, like, is Blake gonna be here the whole year? Yeah, he only only played eighteen out of sixty six games this season. And then last year he played what in the playoffs? I think last year he he was good, but then he did get hurt right in before the playoffs, the playoffs when it mattered. Yeah, he wasn't he there. Played one game. Yeah, maybe one or two. Yeah, I think he played two games. He played the last two. Yeah. Yeah. So he got dominated. And the thing is, I think he had a great season last year. Like he I really, did. he was. I think I'm pretty sure his third team All NBA. No, I'm a Blake guy because when he's healthy, mm-hmm. and you know he can shoot now. The, so, I was gonna say the way he's transformed <laughs> his game to me is just amazing. But you can't. And then they traded Drummond. Yeah, I think that was kind of a good move. I'm not really the biggest Drummond guy. Drummond, he's filled up the numbers a lot, but they empty numbers. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a bunch of empty calories. Yeah. The only guy on that team who I really, like, I'm looking at is, like, a guy who can either do something or become something. You better not say Tom Maker. No, hell no. Is uh, <laughs> Sekou Dumbuye. The rookie. Yeah. I watched no, him. I wasn't a, impressed with him until I actually watched. I was going to say, I watched, like, he wasn't playing at all in the beginning of the mm-hmm. year. And then I think. They started playing him a little. I was gonna say like someone had to have gotten hurt, or maybe it was like right after the Drummond trade or something, because like he just started getting some run, and he was and he was like he was doing 
he was putting up decent numbers, but like just watching it, you were seeing like, okay, he can shoot a little bit. That's impressive. He he can defend. You know what I'm saying? He Slightly can rebound athletic. some. Yeah, yeah. And then when I when I seen the jumper, because I knew he was gonna be a little bit of athletic. I knew he was athletic. Yeah. But when I seen the jumper falling at a decent rate, I remember one night I was just up randomly late. Yeah. And they were showing the highlights from Detroit play somebody. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was lighting it up from Yeah, I remember one game. He I think it was like his first big game. Or the first game where he was getting real minutes, he had like five threes. And that might have been it. I'm like, yo, so, okay. I, yeah. I thought it was a bad pick, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. And then the thing is, I think they got him middle of the first round. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you know, you're kind of betting on athleticism or, or potential. Something. Yeah, for yeah, a guy. Yeah. So you can do something. I think he's going to be, I mean, it, it's sad, but at this point, he's kind of the cornerstone for their franchise because I, with <laughs> Bla- a lot Blake right Griffin now. has shown that he cannot <laughs> be that. Uh, he's owed $75 million over the next two years. <laughs> Which is insane. And is he going to play next year? <laughs> like, That's the thing. No like, one, no one really knows. No one knows what's Detroit up with him. Detroit is there for me, man. I don't think there's much future there for now. Yeah, I agree. What for about? Uh, I guess you can go ahead and do do your second team as well, since we both kind of agreed on second Detroit. Team. Who do I have on this second team, man? Oh, New York Knicks, of course. <laughs> uh, I don't even know why I even had to look at my phone for this. Yo, yeah. New York Knicks. Yeah, they're another team. Like, I look at them. Outside of R.J. Barrett, I really don't see... You like R.J. Barrett? No, I don't like him. Oh. No, no, I don't like him, but I'm saying, like, he's the closest thing they have to an asset. Now, I, I will say this. I'm not a huge R.J. Barrett guy. Okay. But he impressed me a little bit. Some of his games, I'm like, okay, I can see it. He had some games where he definitely showed... I, I remember there was a New York Knicks or New York Knicks versus Rockets game that mm-hmm. they had where he showed some yeah, they moxie, win, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. where he showed some moxie down the stretch, and it was actually like right before this coronavirus stuff happened. That's a fact. Because um, it was when they had that small ball lineup. He actually and showed the that he got him. Yeah, yeah. He showed that, that he showed that he can go against some some guys sometimes, but I just feel like he's he's just never gonna really develop into the full version of what Not you want him to there, be. At least. Uh, and and as they get a new like scout, you know, they get somebody down there that can help them. And the thing is, I really love not love, but I like Kevin Knox a lot last year. But I feel like I don't know, like for some reason, he's just not even really playing I'm that much anymore. On Knox. My next guy there, like, I'm only like want to dismiss Knox like that because he's yeah. still young. No, nah, no, nah. Mitchell Robinson is the guy for me, bro. Yeah, I agree. I think Mitch, I think Mitchell Robinson can be because he's that type of center who doesn't need the ball but is mm-hmm. going to run, jump, dunk, block shots. I like him. And he can change ends very well. I like him. Now, watching so. that Knicks team this year was really hard to watch. Mm-hmm. You got Marcus Moore. Well, when he was there, yeah. Marcus Moore is the number one guy yeah, to score the rocks, right? So that's like, okay, the Knicks, you're doing something wrong. And I'm a Marcus Moore's guy. Mm-hmm. But you need – he's good where he at right now. And, and the Clippers, you don't – yeah, you come I, out the bench. Or you might start. You yeah. do what you do. But, you but you're not, we're not really relying yeah, on you. Yeah, you went the main – if you stink it up, mm-hmm. we don't, it's, it's not going to lose us the game. I will say I think the one good move they've done, like recently-ish, uh, I actually don't mind the Julius Randle deal at all. You, your face says um, otherwise. Okay, but Julius Randle, bro. Like – and I'm I'm 50-50 with Julius. He's – don't I hated he, Julius Randle. He's a super limited type of player. He is <laughs> super he's limited. Good, though. But like, like you look down and he has 25 and 12 somehow. Because he can dribble with a little bit a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And he can shoot it a little bit now. Yeah, he really can. Yeah. Yeah. Like now, he's, Julius is a bright spot for him. To me, he's like a modern version of like a Carlos Boozer type. He reminds me of a short Josh Smith. Mm. That actually can kind of shoot yeah, it a yeah. little bit. That's why I said modern Carlos Boozer, because like, you know, you remember Boozer, he kind of had that mid-range. But I feel like in a modern game, it's like kind of expanded to the three. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely could see Randall not at, by any means being a centerpiece. I don't, but I, don't I could see him being, I could see him being a starter 
ish yeah. for them. Like with him, he he a trade piece for them. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. I was gonna say or nothing else. He's a trade piece because sure. there are then teams that could definitely cover. So like if they, yeah. you know, if you want to leave, you mm-hmm. know, go ahead and leave. Yeah, he only has one more year uh, fully guaranteed uh, for like, like ball for like twenty million. <laughs> he gonna be yeah. balling there. Yeah, I mean, he got. I, I was kind of surprised at first when they signed him. I think the deal was three for sixty three. But yeah. then I looked at, it, I was like, that's actually not bad. I'll take that for Julius Randle right yeah. now. I mean, because in New Orleans, before he got there, I think he was balling. Yeah, he was. He was honest. for sure. Like, I wasn't sold on Julius Randle when, at one point, but he... When Boogie Cousins went out for New Orleans mm-hmm. and Julius Randle kind of filled in next to Davis... He brightened the spots for me. Like, yeah. Because I looked... That was a dark place for me and Julius Randle because I watched <laughs> Kentucky a lot. Yeah. And watching him at Kentucky, it was like, yo, dude, this dude has no skill. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Like, yeah, he was I just that. bull in China shop, go to the basket, I'm try like, and finish. How is this dude considered one of the top players? But yeah. when he's he's playing this game now, yeah. and, and the I, thing I respect is, him for that. Yeah, yep. The next team I want to talk about uh, that I do not want to be a GM for. This might be kind of shocking. Minnesota, man, okay. I, I just would not want to be the GM for Minnesota just because um, the two players that they're invested in the most, Towns and Russell, they just haven't really proven to be winning players at all. And for sure, shout out. To Towns, I think he's one of the most talented guys in the league. Can do everything from a, that you would want a big man to do and more. Um, his three point shooting is, you know, impeccable for a guy seven feet tall. It's amazing, actually. Um, and you know, can really score the ball. And his defense is not great, but it's come along. You know, there. yeah, I was gonna say he's better than what. Kind of like what we talked about with Jokic. If you're seven feet and you can really put your hands up and you're big and you're not gonna get overpowered, then you have mm-hmm. a, like a baseline level of competency. But I just don't – I understand why they did the D'Angelo Russell trade. They needed it. Yeah, they needed – like they just needed to get Wiggins out because he was almost becoming like a – not a meme in the city, but like <laughs> o- almost kind of like that because like they – a laughing stock kind of, and I'm not going to say that because he was a number one pick. But. Yeah, which I actually – I really respect Andrew Wiggins. I actually really like Andrew Wiggins as a player. Really? Yeah, I, I do. That's I think another he's – another conversation, but <laughs> – <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not going to say Andrew Wiggins sucks. Yeah. Because you still put up twenty in the league, you're a bucket. Exactly. But <laughs> but Andrew Wiggins, yeah, yeah, I don't like him in, in Minnesota, and I think he's perfect for Golden State. Though. Agreed. That's why. That's yeah. why I really like him a lot. But uh, backtracking to Minnesota, I just don't feel. I just don't see any way for them to really get better because mm-hmm. Towns and Russell are taking up so much of that of that salary cap space. I think between the two of them, they're making like mm, probably about seventy million. Uh, you know, Jared Cobra and Malik Beasley not gonna cut it as your well next year. Slow down because like I love Beasley. Like <laughs> I, I do too. <laughs> like now, granted, by no means am I saying he's a third option on a team. He's but, like a fifth or sixth guy. See, yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, that sounded crazy. Shout out Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley's a bucket, and I think yeah. him in Minnesota is perfect. Yeah, but that's who you're relying on right now. That's yeah. not gonna cut it. Yeah, that's the thing. I would want him to be like your fifth best starter like i want him to be like okay if he cooking we gonna win this joint yeah like I, yeah i don't want to yeah. be relying on him for 20 a night and i will say though when he got to minnesota he he did kind of start cooking a little bit a night when he got yeah there? i was gonna say he really started yeah. playing well when he got there so i like that but they like jared corbett like i seen minnesota play live and of course this is before d russell mm-hmm. this is before covington was gone but i seen their like decor mm-hmm. and T- towns didn't even play that game this is when he got suspended with the nba oh fight. yeah 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 so I didn't get to see him either, but I saw what they else they had. Mm-hmm. It wasn't much. I was gonna say I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really <laughs> feeling too many of their other pieces. Like Jared Culver was a feature. I'll be interested to see how Culver develops because he. I kind, like him a little bit. He kind of has a little bit of that Troy Brown vibe to where you're <laughs> not really sure if he's like a main ball handler or if he's like a wing. I mean, he's not gonna be a main he's ball a handler right now. See, when I watched them, he was he was kind of a ball handler. Yeah. 
but then they'll bring in Shabazz Napier off the bench or something. Well, and that's he'll he'll yeah. handle it. And yeah. you know, we got Shabazz. <laughs> yeah, I mean Shabazz Shabazz actually did win a game for us this year, but yeah, we had a couple good yeah, games in DC. Yeah. But I'm <laughs> but, just saying, like, if you have playoff aspirations, which you should have if you have Towns in his prime and D Lo in his prime, yeah. then you can't have a guy like Shabazz. Like you just kind of illustrated why I don't think they're gonna good, be they're going gonna get far. a good pick, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm I mean guessing. they're they're probably gonna have a top five, top ten type of pick. So they got it. That'll be a perfect team. They got us right. They got to do something good with this. What, what type of guy would you like to see them get? Not obviously, you don't have to say the exact guy, but what type of player would you so, like to see go to them? And you know, obviously, it depends on the range. Yeah. So, like, if they would be able to sneak in Anthony Edwards, that would be nuts to me. Mm, they would, need a wing. Like, they need somebody on that wing that's a dog. Yeah. I could. I like Anthony Edwards. I, I would like to see them get an Obi Toppin from Dayton. Him kind of playing it. <laughs> him playing as a four next to Towns, continuing to space it too. Or or, or Towns like can that. space it and Toppin can get like I think they can play a good inside can shoot outside it a little bit right yeah I was gonna yeah. say he has a little bit of touch but can also play inside I could see him and Towns actually really doing something so I don't I know hope they go get a wing because uh, they missing the wing yeah. I'm not gonna say they missing the wing but they need somebody that can go because my thing is if you get Toppin and then you close a game with Towns Toppin Russell Jared Culver I guess and Beasley. Mm -hmm. Service. In in two years, I could see that being something. You know, right That's now, a team I could be like, okay, these young dudes, they ready. Yeah. Like they 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 gonna hoop. They gonna try to hoop. Yeah, like I can't see it right now, but like we talked about with Phoenix, kind of building for a little bit of the future because it's unrealistic to think of yourself as a playoff team right now. For sure. But uh, go ahead and let's go ahead and get into your third team that you would not want to. The last one, man, is Charlotte, bro. Same. That's exactly. <laughs> I I would not. So yeah, we can both talk about this then, Charlotte. It's something like okay. first off, shout out Devontae Graham though. He, he, I like him. I like him a lot. I like. I think Dwayne Bacon overrated. Shout out to Dwayne Bacon. You are league hooper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> overrated. Uh, shout out to a guy who, even when he retires, I'll still never give up on him. Malik Monk. I thought you was about to say Nick Batum. I was about to. No, no, no. No, he <laughs> Nick Batum is retired. Oh, so he did retire, yeah. No, no, no. He's actually still on Basically, the team, he's but retired. he's retired. Yeah. <laughs> Basic. I seen him put out a uh, something. He was saying, uh, "I know, I know the people in Charlotte. I yeah. disappointed the people in Charlotte. Yeah. You did, yeah, yeah." You I mean, did. he they signed did. that. He signed that huge contract to go there, and people were scratching their head when he signed it. When he was still like, kind of, he wasn't an elite player by any means, but, but he was he good. He was a guy in Portland. Yeah, like he was a guy. Yeah, but like, he went to Charlotte <laughs> and immediately became nothing. Because, like, I've seen him get, like, close triple doubles, but Charlotte has nothing, bro. Yeah, I don't – Except, you know, I like Devontae Graham. I like – I like Terry Rozier, actually. I like actually. Bridges, too. They got Bridges, right, Miles Yeah, Bridges. yeah. They got Miles – yeah, so they have some dudes. Like, like, the thing is, they have, like, small pieces, but they don't really have any, like, major type mm -hmm. of pieces. Terry Rozier, I like. Like, they have a lot of guys who would be, like, awesome, like, fifth, sixth, seventh guys. Yeah, exactly what Terry Rozier was. Yeah, but they don't have <laughs> any guy who I would, like – feel confident going forward with saying, like, all right, he's a starter and That's he's a cornerstone problem. type of player. That's the problem. Except for – I like what I saw from P.J. Washington this year. Impressive. Yeah, but I don't think – I think like, he has think limitations. He has, he has potential, but I think he has limitations in certain areas that will kind of prevent him from ever being that number one or number two guy mm -hmm. on a team. For sure. You know, like at six eight, if you're not a perimeter guy, like completely, I don't really feel like you can. You're a tweener, and that's when those dudes fall out the league. Sad to say, but I'm not saying he's gonna fall out. Yeah, the no, league. I, I think he definitely shows. He got skill. Yeah, he has skill. Yeah. And he has decent understanding for the game. Yeah. So Charlotte just they need like I wonder where they're gonna go with this draft. Like I wonder because honestly they can go everywhere. 
Yeah, I would but, love to see. Except, I can't no, I think like of how I can't really think of how bad they are. Like what type of pick they would be in the range for? If they could get a big, if they could get like a real true big, then I could actually see them. Not like being something, but like but taking steps. Like okay, we we can't come in here. It's a cakewalk. Yeah, either that or like a a, a proven wing. I feel like all these teams you talked about need wings, but I mean that just shows you how important a wing the is wing in the game. Is falling off in the league nowadays, but the wings is like it, it if you ain't an established wing already. Like yeah. you ain't no PG Kawhi Bron. And you know that's a whole different. I mean Bron is a whole different tier, but those PG yeah. Kawhi. All the, if you ain't even the Tatum, Jalen Brown, yeah, like they yeah. established low key. They've been yeah. in the playoffs. They putting up numbers in the yeah. playoffs. So Jimmy if Butler, you're not that, like that. I don't know. Like the yeah. wings is, is real low right now. It, it really, yeah. I was gonna say, I think the bad wings really start to get exposed in today's game, which is sure, which is where you used to be able to be weakest at, but you could just kind of throw guys out there for ten to twelve minutes. Get goofers, guys like that. Yeah, exactly. But now you actually need a wing who can like really go, can really like, handle at least the ball. Try to score. Uh, you know, defense is gonna get there. I'm not saying every dude gonna come in the league and defend at a high level, but yeah. At least be able to bring something offensively. I, I feel like to be a great team, you actually need like baseline. You need a wing who can get you twenty points a game on his own. And if you got that, you got a chance to go. Exactly, and yeah. and Charlotte has nothing close to that. So that is why Charlotte is on that <laughs> list. All right, so now we're gonna go ahead and dive into that Michael Jordan documentary a little bit, Last Dance. Um, actually, we're the we're recording this on Sunday, April twenty sixth. So. Parts three and four come out tonight, um, so they won't be talked about on this podcast. But what did you think of the first two parts? Uh, perfect, man. I, the way they shot it, it was amazing to me. Like I'm not even gonna lie. You know, us, our era was a little different. I was born in '96. Yeah, '97 so, you know, for me. So yeah, that's the peak. Of, you know, when they when they that. Like, exactly. So it's like you know you don't really see it. Exactly. So to get to view that from an angle, of me being a kid growing up, you know who MJ is, but you know. You didn't not really appreciate that, it the same because you didn't yeah, really grow up. Not with, to be that guy, but Kobe was my MJ. Yeah. And Braun is that. Yeah, exactly. For me. Yeah, I was going to say, for me, I just feel like Braun is like that version of, of mm-hmm. for us. So it's different. So to get to see him in that light and to see – I like to see dudes talk. Like, I like to see what was he saying in the huddle. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. What he's saying after they lose this game or – yeah, I love yeah, I love the communication aspect of so things. So watching that, it was amazing, bro. I'm not even going to lie. Like, yeah. What uh, – what – what stood out for you from like uh, maybe like a small detail or something that you didn't really know about? I'm gonna keep it a band with y'all. I'm a hoop fan, but that Scotty contract. Yes. Like I didn't know that, bro. Yeah. I, I think just the whole Scotty aspect, I didn't really understand. Like me and growing up, like I know who Scotty. I know who Scotty Pippen is, and I know what he do. Right. Like, I know how he he get busy, right? Yeah. So like, and I knew that because me being a young kid. When Jordan had went out and retired, yeah, you Scottie saw. Scott, I was gonna say you saw Scotty was still killing. Like me being, a, you know, I'm a fan of the game, so I'm gonna go back and watch. That. I'm, I'm pretty sure that '94 season, the first year Jordan had retired, I'm pretty sure Scotty was second in MVP voting that and year. They went to the playoffs yeah. and lost in the second round. Yeah, they were good. So yeah. I'm like, yo, Scotty's. So to see those numbers that he had, like that contract, it shocked me. Yeah. Being a young dude, because you see what these dudes get paid now. You yeah, got yeah. Alan Crabb going for over 100. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alan Crabb made more per year than that whole Scotty deal was worth. And so. that's crazy to me. It's like, yo, exactly. that's crazy. So to see what he was making, I think that's blasphemous, bro. Yeah. I think the only thing the only thing that I will defend, and, and this is just like, we kind of talked about how now we kind of watch ball and look at ball differently. Mm-hmm. For me, I kind of always try to look at it from like a team building, either like a coaching, GM, kind of like a mix of the two mm-hmm. perspective. 
Um, and I actually think that Jerry Krause really took a little too much heat. Like, oh no, that's a fact. They he was the bad guy in the situation. Yeah, and and now obviously he's dead now, so he can't defend himself. Mm-hmm. But one thing that is interesting is there are a lot of interviews with him, which goes to show you how long this documentary has been in the works for. Because he died, I think either in 2017 or 2018. Mm-hmm. So he's been gone for a couple of years now. But they still, in those first two parts, had a good amount of interviews, like recently from him. See, I wasn't too hip on the uh, Jerry Krause. Like I, you know, I look into like the GMs. I like to see what they're doing, and you mm-hmm. know, that's a different era. So I won't really hit. You know, what yeah. I, mean? I was gonna say the moves then were also a lot different because mm-hmm. just it was a different league the way but it was. The way he built that team around MJ and them, I can't. Yeah. He's one of the best GMs we didn't see. Like, making the Scottie Pippen pick alone, like, I mean, think yeah. about it. Scottie Pippen, they picked him fifth overall from Central Arkansas. Played for, played in an NAIA school. That's crazy and, to me. Bro. And really only blew up on the scene for, like, two years. That's crazy to me because for you, you got to scout that. Exactly. Like, yeah, you had to be there to see, like, okay, I – I watched him. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, so, I see. I know what he And that do. was back in the days where teams were not pouring the same amount of money as they are now into, you scouting. know, scouting. Yeah. Like, nowadays, you have teams that are scouting each different region of the U.S. And even back, overseas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Back then, you probably maybe had a couple scouts on your whole roster, if that. Mm-hmm. It's so, different now, man. Exactly. So, Kraus definitely either saw something or knew something about Scottie Pippen that showed that he was going to – you know, become one of the all-time greats and, and was a great compliment to Jordan mm-hmm. the whole time. Also, um, you know, they talked a little bit about that Bill Cartwright or the Charles Oakley for Bill Cartwright trade, mm-hmm. which is kind of like the first move that Krause did. And it was I, needed. I'm not going to say it like Bill Cartwright was like a great player, or mm-hmm. a huge difference maker, but he was the center that they needed at the time. Perfect. And it was a ballsy move because Oakley was one of Jordan's best friends. And that's why when you look at it, you're like, damn, you're going to go ahead and trade him like that? When yeah. You know, you got, you know that might make MJ mad, but exactly. I'm going to do this because I, I want to win. Yeah, exactly. So, like, fuck how you feel. Like, yeah. I want to win. Like, yeah. So I think I think Kraus underrated and is taking a little too much heat right now because I know, like, I like to call it 757 Twitter, mm-hmm. but I feel like 757 Twitter is just destroying him all day. Like, that's all I saw for, like, the two to three days immediately following the doc was just memes and then people saying bad stuff about him. Don't get me wrong. He clearly had ego issues for sure. and all that. But as far as like just his GM role, I don't really think yeah, he can you can complain they, too much they about it. They put him. too many feelings into it because shout out to the 757, but a lot of them don't really know who. Yeah, exactly. So when it comes down to it, mm-hmm. the moves he made, he yeah. want to win. And he got them. He, he won. Yeah. And when, <laughs> like, when Jordan uh, – I'm sorry, when Pippen signed that seven-year, $18 million deal, mm-hmm. like, don't get me wrong, when you look at it from the last year of it, it was, a, it was you know, criminal that he was making that much. But when he signed it. I, I was going to say, when he first signed mm-hmm. it, the highest paid guy in the league was Patrick Ewing making $4.5 million. So, like, for Scotty <laughs> to be making, I guess that'd be, what, about two and a half or so? Mm-hmm. It's not like that's that crazy, you know, at the time when he first signed it. Uh, Scotty, I mean, we saw in the doc, he openly admitted that, like, Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner, kind of told him, like, hey, don't sign this. But if you do, you know, he had that rule where he was like, once you sign a contract, I don't really want to hear from you again. Yeah, and, and then he wanted to renego- renegotiate, excuse me, yeah. renegotiate it, but he told you this. Yeah. And, like, yeah. <laughs> and also, like, if you're Scotty, he knew that he was taking a risk that this contract would end up being, that he would be 
either he would be worth way be more, more. Yeah. But he said he needed to do it because he had family that he needed to take that. care of. And I can never fault him yeah. trying to take care of his family. Yeah, so I was going to say. But once you look at it, it's like, but he ended up getting his money on the back end, which is okay. Yeah, I was going to say, he he went to Houston and and made a lot of money, made $11 million the next year, and then signed a huge deal in Portland. As an old head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then went to Chicago. It was overpaid. Oh, definitely was over. <laughs> yeah. Was definitely overpaid. I mean, I looked at the stats earlier. Yeah, he like, wasn't. Won't, he wasn't really doing much. You would think he was balling. He here. was like a six man or like yeah. the fifth starter, basically. Like when you look at that Portland team, he was in a lot of those highlights. Yeah, yeah, but he but wasn't. You, you, you averaging like nine to nine yeah, or something yeah, like exactly. that. <laughs> so he was really like the glue guy on that Portland team, but was making more than anybody else on the roster. That's what happens when you win six. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> once you do that, you kind of have the leverage. You have the leverage, but um. So what what do you think, um, you know, we're going to be able – obviously uh, a lot of the teasing that they've done for this part three and four has been a lot about – featured about Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that. What, what do you think – uh, what are you expecting to see from both the parts tonight and then moving forward with the doc? What are you excited about? So I'm excited about the Dennis Rodman part. I'm going to be honest. I'm, a, I'm not going to say I'm a Dennis Rodman fan, but I, I think his image is real, like – it's intriguing. Yeah, definitely. It's intriguing. I want to know what he was thinking. I want to know – because we know he was wilding. Yeah, yeah. But like we yeah. know he was wilding, but when it came to when it was money time, he there. Oh yeah, he and was he there. ready to go. Like, yeah, he <laughs> was there in the biggest games. Like he there, he ready to go. He's trying to battle. Yeah. So that's what I love about Dennis Rodman because he weird. We get it. He was doing some real questionable stuff, but when it came to time that we going, oh yeah, yeah I'm here. Y'all know y'all can count on me. Yeah, like, I, was, I was gonna say he had <laughs> weird antics. He was doing stuff his own way. I can't wait to see this. But the thing is, at the end of the day, he was doing he was doing it and he was getting it done when it mattered. He you knew he was gonna get you 20 rebounds. Probably wasn't gonna get care about scoring. I would say probably wasn't gonna score but five points, <laughs> but it didn't matter he because dive in the crowd, he, yeah, he's doing all that. And and he's gonna do everything he can to help you win the game. See what a guy like that's why I'm excited to see what they're gonna talk because it, it's probably gonna show more as his personality. Like yeah. I didn't watch a couple of Dennis Rodman videos and stuff like yeah. of how he was as a person and but I want to see him really dive dude into was it. weird. Yeah. So I know it's gonna be like, okay, this yeah. is how this is who he is. And I'll be interested to see how like teammates and stuff um really kind of adapted to his style. Because Rodman's the type where he's not gonna change who he is. I heard a lot of them. wild stories about him. Yeah, to fit you, you're gonna have to kind of adapt to him. They said he was kind of real quiet. He he do his own wave, like he yeah, that's just what he is. You yeah. gotta accept it. But when it comes to the time to ball, he here. He he trying to go. Yeah. And I for as as far as like what I'm gonna see as far as like the rest of it, I wanna see like like that. I want them to talk about the years he won't dare. Yeah. Like, I want, what were you, like, why, why did you really retire? What do you, like, <laughs> like I want to know. This is a, this has been a hot topic. What What do you think is, like, the real reason? So, a couple of my homies, like, there's been a, there's you know been, what the real topic is. I was going to say, there's is, been a like, real conspiracy going on about the gambling issues that Jordan Pops had. And all of that, and there was a lot going on. But yeah. from what I was told, of course, this is probably not true, but it might be true. Uh-huh. They said that the league wanted him to, to retire. Because of the gambling issues? Yeah, they, they wanted him to sit down for a little bit, and it makes sense to me. Yep. I want them to talk. I want them to dive into that because if you the GOAT, which you – okay, we I, I never would get mad if somebody had been like Michael Jordan the GOAT because I know who. Yeah. Yeah, he might be the GOAT. Yeah, yeah we exactly. Get that. Yeah, he the GOAT. Yeah. But why are you, you – Retiring in your, you prime. You in your prime, bro. Exactly. Like, I'm talking about you not just in your prime. You, you're a rock star. I mean, he just finished the three-peat. <laughs> He's the biggest name – in the world, regardless of sport, you know, in, anywhere in the world, anyone in the world probably knew who Michael Jordan was and at that time. Tired, bro. And, and go play baseball at the minor. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. I don't. 
it, it baffles me, and yeah. I want to know more about that. Yeah. Which I don't know how deep they're gonna dive into that. Right. I know most. You know, he a part of it, so yeah. He'd be like, "Yo, I don't know what you're gonna talk about." I know most of the doc is really focused on that last season, but I'm sure. I mean, as we've kind of seen, they'll like kind of talk about the now. Yeah, they're talking about then, the old stuff, and yeah. then they kind of go back a little bit. See, I'll be interested to see how much they talk about, it, and also like how the how it affected the team for that time period when he left. I wanted them to talk about that too because, like, think about it. I'm looking at that situation then when Jordan left. It's a, it's a huge space. Yeah, exactly. Like somebody should have been like, okay, like Hakeem Olajuwon, I want mine. Yeah, he yeah. went and got his. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He so like, it should have been more people like, yo, yeah. Jordan not here. What are we doing? Like, Steph gone. KD, yeah. KD was out last year. Yeah. The, the Raptors seen that, okay, we, we can win this and we should win yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, I want to know what the other teams was like, okay, Jordan gone. Yeah. And, of course, the Bulls, you know, Jordan gone, so we got a ball. Like, everybody yeah. got to go up a notch. And just, I think the interesting part that – uh, we were talking about is the Bulls kind of still maintained being one of the best teams in the league, That's even when Jordan left. That's why I, I think, think Scotty's a legend for that. I think they were 56 and 26 that first year after he left. And I mean, to lose the best player of all time or one of the best players of all time, and then still win 56 games the next year. It's like, man, that shows one that Phil Jackson is a great coach. And maybe it shows that Scotty maybe the greatest. I, I definitely think, yeah, I definitely yeah. think Phil, that, that also brings me back to why I think Jerry Krause was so great is that he took that chance on Phil when really, you know, like we look at these moves now as like obviously they should have drafted Scotty. Obviously they should have hired yeah, Phil as a at coach. At that time, it's not that clear cut. I was going to say none of them had any pedigree at all. They had no experience mm-hmm. at all when, you know, when they were drafted or hired or when those moves were made. So, you know, it's funny how we look at, you know, now in 2020, we look at this doc and it's like, <laughs> Obviously, you were supposed to do that, but yeah, it's dude, like I mean, these dudes work for that. Like, yeah. and not Phil Jackson, man. I think he's watching him. Like you watching the triangle, you like yeah. yo. I was gonna say one of the greatest minds, both at handling the 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 behind the scenes and as well as the X's and O's of the game. Yeah, like so. Like, I just want to talk about the triangle real quick. Yeah. You know, this is real quick. You want a certain offense, you know, like the triangle is one play. Yeah. But there's like a million. I was gonna say there's a million variations that you can do. There's a million things you can do. Like there's a lot of offenses like that. I play point guard, so you can you can see what's going on. That's Mm -hmm. hard to do. Yeah. And you got to have a certain group of people. So uh, Kraus. Yeah. Perfect. He did a great job for getting. I was gonna say he got that triangle. Yeah. He he got those guards that didn't need to didn't need to hold the ball. You got packs and Kurt. Okay, I'm in this corner and it's gonna get here. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm gonna be ready. And I'm gonna knock it down. Drive. Yeah. It's gonna get here. Yeah. Exactly. For him to be able to do that with shit when Jordan went down, it's like you still running the triangle, bro. Because I mean, at at the time, the triangle had no, there was no history of the triangle Mm -hmm. or anything. Like the triangle was the offense that Phil Jackson brought into the league. That's crazy. So for him to have buy in from even, you know, Michael Jordan, I mean, even when Phil was hired, he was already a super duper star in the league. So to have buy in from a guy like him, you know, saying, hey, we might need you to give the ball up a little bit more. Yeah, and, you know, like, okay. and stuff like that, you know, for him to buy in, that just shows That's how great Phil shit, Jackson yeah. is. Yeah, that, that was honestly one thing that I wanted, you know, to see them hope they highlight more is the Phil Jackson aspect of I it. I like Phil Jackson. Man. Yeah, I think he's, I mean, I would probably say he's probably the greatest coach in NBA history. I feel like they tainted his legacy a little bit when he went to the, you know, did the thing with the Knicks. Knicks, yeah. But, you yeah. know, if you take that away. Yeah, I was going to say, he won, <laughs> at the end of the day, he had three three-peats. He's the, he's the only guy to three-peat. Since the Boston Celtics in the fifties and sixties, and he did it three times with, I'll say two completely different rosters because the Lakers oh, roster 
Yeah. Was completely, you know, you can say Kobe is the remix of Jordan, yeah. but outside of that, I mean. Other than that, yeah. okay, you got the shooter in D Fish in the corners and yeah. all that. Shaq. But you got Shaq now. I was going to say, and that, <laughs> that just shows you how different the triangle can be run. That's even, crazy. Because they were running it with a true dominant big. The most yeah, dominant big. Versus running it with, or and one perimeter player versus mm-hmm. running it with two great perimeter players. Like, it just shows you how right, valuable sh- it yeah. is. So shout out to Jackson, man. He's yeah. a legend, bro. No doubt. But the one part that I'm interested in, and I heard, uh, I've been doing some research, uh, our guy Bill Simmons, who we mm-hmm. talked about, both big fans of his, appreciate his work. He was saying that in the last, like the very end of the doc, um, they talk about how Jordan actually could have came back for like that next season. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have, obviously you never have to retire if you're Michael Jordan, but like what his real options were for that 90, would have been the 98, 99 season. So I'll be real. They need to tap into that. I'll be real interested with that because it never made he sense. again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say he retired after that 97, 98 season uh, and then retired for like three years, I think, before he came to Washington. And that's insane to me. Like, yo, you retired three times? Yeah, I know. Like, but I mean, he going to speak about that. Yeah, like, that's the one thing that I think gives LeBron, not the edge, but I would say puts LeBron. It's something that LeBron wouldn't have done. Bro. Just because like, yeah. you know, Jordan, he, he had a three-peat. Then he had to retire, take a break. Then he ran another three-peat, retired, took a break. You're and, taking breaks. And granted, you know, <laughs> in that third stage of his career in Washington, it's not like he was the greatest player in the league. But, but he was still that dude. Yeah. 20 and, a night. And Braun, I feel like, is a guy who has just done it consistently and that's why every think, single night for 17 years. Yeah, when you've been growing up watching Braun, it's fun to watch this Jordan stuff. Because, yeah. you know, all the old heads, that's their guy. Yeah, exactly. They Jordan dudes, but I'm a Braun guy. Yeah. Like, that's right. who I grew up on. That's why I started playing basketball. Yep. You got you know, dudes like Braun is the reason, like, yo, I yeah. had his kicks when I first started playing basketball. Yeah, I was going to say, for us, like, you know, we were what, like six or seven when Braun came in the league. Mm-hmm. Same for me, maybe a little bit younger, but he's the guy who we've literally watched like literally our entire lives from the time we were little and he was, you know, he's still young. rocking now. Yeah, I was gonna say, and now we're like adults and he's <laughs> still grown men. Yeah. And he's still the best dude in the league. Exactly. Bro. So that's it's why just, it's fun to see this Jordan stuff, because I want to exactly. see why he the goat. Yeah, exactly. I want to see why he's the goat mm-hmm. and and I really want to get into what could have happened you know, with Jordan for that 98-99 season. All I've heard is that he could have came back. Now, does that mean come back with the Bulls, with another team? See, that's what. that's why I think he retired. Because there was no one for him to go to? Yeah, like, it's like at that point, it's like, where am I going to go? Yeah, because like, he had already said do? he didn't want to play for another coach other than Phil. So, And then they already said, Phil, this show last year. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be, I'll be real interested to see how they tap into that part of the doc. That shit, yeah, that's gonna be fun. They to said see. that'll probably be coming in like the last, I was about to say, the last put, two parts. Put that at the final part. But yeah. I ain't, I'm not a director. I don't know what they're doing. But <laughs> whenever they do, I know I'll definitely. I mean, I'm gonna be tuned into all episodes. But for sure, them, them, them if you two. Love hoop. This is something that's fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. And I, and another it, thing, just to talk about this, not to cut you off. No, nah, go ahead. The filming in that is crazy. I know, it me, really bro. is. And I heard I, like people don't really get what I was saying when I was like the filming like that. I went and watched uh, one of them episodes. They played the Clippers in one of them games. Yep. And you watching it from that in the documentary, and you watching it from like a highlight. Yeah, it looked totally different. Exactly, it looked like a movie. Man. Yeah, that yeah. Crazy. I was gonna say like the the motion picture part of it. Yeah, that's insane. And the thing I is, like that. this was all filmed twenty years ago. That's crazy. So it like, looked ten eighty. Yeah, K. Like, I, I was gonna <laughs> yeah. say it still holds up now for sure. It still holds up now. Yes, sir. But um, all right. So that'll be enough for the Jordan doc. So before we get out of here, we're gonna um end with a little segment. This is going to be five quick questions for my man Emery here, just to kind of 
you know, get to know him a little bit That's better good. and all that. So, all right, favorite player growing up that was like a non-superstar type of guy, like an off-the-wall type of guy who you – who Local you appreciate? Guy that I appreciated growing up. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a great question, bro. Like I'm gonna be <laughs> honest with you, bro, and that's hard. And like, what do you mean by superstar? Because like, I mean, just like a non, like I mean, obviously you've said you know you're a LeBron fan mm-hmm. or like a Kobe guy. There are mm-hmm. a lot of guys like that, and of course. So like, you know, just like a name who probably someone like not an obvious type of guy that someone would say back then, man. Who, who, who was I a big fan of back then, man? I was a huge Joe Johnson guy, even when he was. That's in a good shout! Wow, in yeah, Phoenix, that's like, a good shout. That is a, a good shout. When, and then when he got to Atlanta, you know, overpaid. Yeah. But I was like, yo, I don't know what y'all watching, but this dude go. I like, I like <laughs> Joe. Jo- he was really one of the first. I mean, we talked about earlier about those big wings that mm-hmm. can kind of create offense. He was really one of the first guys doing that. Joe John- that's why I grew like I just I gravitated to him. Yeah. Like, yo, Joe Johnson can score that rock, bro. Yeah, like, and then kind of morphed into. You know, I think in, we were in, young when he was coming into his yeah. life, when he was really becoming Joe Johnson, exactly. like in Atlanta, Joe Johnson. I think when he went to the Nets, it, he was the contract was unfair, and mm-hmm. he was never going to live up to it. Mm-hmm. But he still made some All Star teams in, or in, and in, that's why I was kind of like nervous to name because he was an All Star. Yeah, yeah, no, like, no, nah, nah, yeah, he was. But, but I Joe mean, Johnson was that for me growing up. Bro. Okay, that's good. Um, one guy that you could, or if you could play pick a hoose with one guy, like get a run in with them for a day, like who a would league it be? dude. Yeah. Or yeah, league dude. I'm running for a day. Give me Shaq. Okay, prime <laughs> Shaq. Shaq. We dominate. Wow. Hey, <laughs> you don't have to worry about getting off the court. That is for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to win every game. Yeah. So we're gonna go Shaq. Bro. That's good. That's good. Um, favorite hooping kicks to play in? Kobe's of all time. Kobe. Kobe you got a specific? My oh, Kobe eight. Kobe eight, or I'll go Kobe six. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Kobe eight or Kobe six. Nice. Um, let's see. All right, one shoe because I know you're a sneaker guy as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, one shoe to wear for the rest of your life. It would Sneaker. have to be a SB. It would have to be a Nike SB. Because you want to be comfy. But I you like be swaggy that. Too, you yeah. want to be swaggy too. You got a so, specific model? See, that would have been a the problem. There's so many SBs I want that I do not have. Mm. See, that one... See, that's what I don't know. Okay. It'll be, okay. so be, be a Nike SB. Can you at least tell me like a high or a low? Personally, I'm not really, a, I don't really like SB highs, mm-hmm. but I'm a low guy. Okay. As well. But I, I feel like that going gives, high on dudes, though. I feel like the low <laughs> kind of gives you more of that comfort, that chill yeah, you moment. You get more swaggy with the lows. Like, yeah. I'm an SB dog, but if just one kick, give me an SB, I'm good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, last question we got Final Meal on Earth, what are you having? Final Meal on Earth, I gotta have some pizza in there. Okay. So, Honestly, we're going to go full Italian. We're going to get the full Italian. Oh, okay. I like that. Everything Italian. We're going to go everything. Nice. Give me some pasta. Having some mob type of yeah, mob vibes. Yeah, give me the full mob meal, and I'm out of here after that. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A little wine to top it off, too. For or sure. We, okay. yeah, get me out of here nice and smooth. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, Emery, we thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate um, you having me, bro. I really do. Anything that you want to plug or talk about or anything before we go ahead and get out of here? Nothing at all, man. Shout out to the league, man. I can't wait for it to be back. Yep, definitely. If it ever comes back this year, that'll be phenomenal. But at this point, I don't think it will. Yeah, holding our breath, but you know. That's it. Okay. Well, once again, thank you. We appreciate you. We appreciate for having you on. And uh, we'll be back soon again this week with uh, some more Long Twos podcasts. Also, um, look out for some NFL draft review coverage coming soon as well. Thank you, guys.